in today's episode, we are diving headfirst into a life essential, something that's like the hidden gem for growth, development, and keeping the good vibes flowing. I'm talking about an ultimate game changer, the secret sauce that fuels everything from small businesses to relationships, families to nonprofits, and even your own journey. Yep, you guessed it right. We're cracking open the treasure chest of leadership. We will be talking to seasoned leaders Jordan and Heather Harger about how we can lead our organizations and our personal lives well. I am your host, Norbert Elnar, and welcome to the Making a Masterpiece podcast. Hi, everyone. I am personally very excited about today's episode. This family story goes beyond boundaries, like literally. A family of six whose journey reads like a gripping novel. They left a life of golf course living to serve others, lived in a 300-square-foot RV, made a home in Africa, found friends among the homeless, delivered babies in the middle of the slums, found the true beauty of diversity, and has navigated life through children with rare diseases and special needs. Guys, these are all true. They are the real deal. Please welcome this power couple. They are the missions pastor and director and the location pastor of West St. Pete Radiant Church in Florida, USA. What an honor. Welcome, Jordan and Heather Harger. The honor is ours, Norbert. We are so excited to be here with you and so excited to do this podcast. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jordan and Heather. Okay. My first question, I mean, I have said so many things in the intro and people might be wondering if that's all true. Okay. Can you please, <laughs> guys, it is true, but Jordan, can you please introduce your family quickly and maybe Heather, can you please tell us if everything is true? <laughs> Go for it. Be happy to introduce our family. So like Norbert said, my name is Jordan. It's my wife, Heather. We have four amazing kids. We have uh, our oldest, Esther, and our second child, Silas. They have just started university this week. So this is a new chapter for the Harger family. And then our third child is Phoebe. And Asher is our last one. And they also have just started school again here in the States. And everybody is doing great. We love it. And we're having a lot of fun. Yes. And Norms, everything you said is true. And when I hear you say it, it sounds crazy. But yes, it is. It's just been our life. <laughs> yes. Okay. It is crazy. So let like just for perspective purposes, uh, you're now leaders of a local church there in Florida. But then, as I've said, you live in the golf course, you live in an RV. Can you just give us like a quick snapshot, just a quick version of the story, how you ended up back in Florida? Okay, so we started, we were really just living kind of the typical American suburban life. Mm-hmm. Jordan was a firefighter and a paramedic, and we had always felt called to missions. But our second child was born with a rare disease, and we didn't feel like we could go overseas with him. So then God continued to put missions on our heart. So we stepped out and we did training with the local um, missions organization. And Jordan left his job and and we were in the same town, which was really ironic, but we had to raise support. And so we moved into an RV. And yeah, from there, 
God just did an amazing work and opened up the doors to South Africa. There was enough of an infrastructure there that we felt like it would be okay for Silas's medical needs there. And we wound up there the most amazing years of our life. It was just absolutely incredible. And then after COVID, Norbert, as you know, just the mess of visas and different things, we found ourselves back in the States at the very, very end of 2020. And here we are now in Tampa, Florida. And yeah. The Lord continues to expand <laughs> our territory and we're just like blown away with what all he's trusting us to do. So it's exciting. Wow. That's, that again is incredible journey. And I think, thank you so much, Heather, for like very well summarized version. But in, uh, you, you mentioned that uh, your second child, Silas, has a rare disease. Jordan, can you please tell us what kind of disease this is and then how that has affected your life as a family and your ministry? Tremendously. So when Silas was born, craziest thing, no matter what we feed him, about 75% of it would come out violently. And it took us uh, up until he was about three uh, to repeatedly taking him to doctors, trying to figure out what the problem is. Like he wasn't developing, obviously he wasn't thriving. He was only getting a quarter of the nutrients he really needed. So there were a lot of medical issues we were dealing with, but we finally at least got a diagnosis. And the name of the disease was called eosinophilic esophagitis. So try to say that five times fast. <laughs> but we ended up having to fly him from Florida to Cincinnati, Ohio every three months and have him tested. They would put tubes and cameras down his throats and try to figure out what the problem was. He was put on food trials and testing things, which he would fail each one of them. He ended up going over a year of his life a, as a small child, having to drink this uh, lab made formula out of a box because he was allergic to everything, which he did. His condition was so bad that Anderson Cooper ended us having us up to New York to talk about his disease. But what was incredible about that time, even though that there was a call of missions on our heart is that the Lord even used that for us to be able to reach out to people and to come alongside other families who were maybe having challenges with their children or medical needs. Heather started a blog, which gained yeah. quite a bit of popularity. And so, and we just had our community come around us, which was so great. And then the bigger story of that was watching God respond to our obedience as he called us into different chapters, which were super scary. And all our friends thought we were total <laughs> idiot. Something was really wrong with us. And, but we really felt like it was worth He was calling us to take a bigger and bigger step. And that's what led us to South Africa. And while we were in South Africa, we were still going through the therapy with Sai, but Heather especially had a very special moment with the Lord. And to make a very long story short, very long story short, we saw miraculous healing on mm -hmm. Silas's life yeah. where we, he, all I can say is he eats more and more normal than any child we've ever known. And a lot. And a lot. So he is now wow. taller than me. He wears a, an, a size 15 shoe. I think he's catching up on all the years of all the food he missed. So he, but we are just, we saw the Lord do a very powerful work in his life. Wow, crazy. Wow, let me just backtrack a little bit. So you're saying that Sai was allergic to food. Yes. All food. All food. With this disease, kids can be allergic to maybe like a category of food. You know, maybe it's like dairy and that's what causes the reaction and they in the esophagus and they can take yeah. medicine or it might be another <clears throat> kind of food. But no matter what we tried with Silas, his body reacted poorly to everything. And the scary thing is that over time, it can cause scarring and eventually permanently close your esophagus shut, which is not what you want. But thank God we were able to avoid that. 
Wow, incredible. Praise God. Heather, as a mom, how did that feel when the Lord finally healed? As a family, you went through it, but as, like a, as, as the mom who was probably the closest person from the onset of him being conceived, how does that feel? How did that feel? It was incredible. I mean, it's a day that I'll always remember when the doctor called and said that he had zero eosinophils, which had never happened before. Mm -hmm. And the first thing Silas and I did was we took communion together. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I just stepped out in faith and just said, you know, he's old enough now. If he does react to a food, he can tell us. And we were cautious, but we just started down the journey of letting him eat whatever. And he was fine. Yeah. Wow. And Jordan didn't mention it, but earlier in that week, we had seen a doctor and things did not look good. The few foods he had, they thought that they were going to have to take away again. Mm -hmm. So, and then by the end of the week, the biopsies came back negative. So it was great. Yes. It was amazing. Supernatural. I'm having goosebumps now again. That's, that's, that is absolutely just God. Wow. And now you guys are back in Florida. And you are leading this amazing church. We wanted to talk about leadership. And you have led your family into different seasons for sure. I think my first question is, Jordan, as a leader who wears different hats in all the things that you are handling, is there one or two principles that you apply across all the spheres that you're leading? Gosh, that's a great question. I would probably say... It's claiming the peace and confidence that God has me where he needs me to be and that he has entrusted me with whatever it is, whether it's with my family or my marriage or the job he has me in or the ministry that we're doing, but walking forward boldly and confidently in that. And, you know, and there are times I don't always make the right call. I'm not perfect. And there are definitely mistakes that are made along the way, but still having the trust and the faith to walk forward into whatever he has for me and going for it. And I'm also a big proponent on failing forward. You know, and like, even when you do make mistakes, the Lord will use that to train you and shape you to prepare you for the next season. So one thing I'm not afraid of is failing. Uh, and that's going to be a great benefit for me. That's very interesting because I think a lot of leaders listening to us are really afraid to fail. And can you please elaborate on what you said, just like failing forward? What is that? Sure. Well, this is coming from somebody who was a former firefighter. I used to be the class clown in high school. So risk is part of my DNA. Yes. So I may not be the best person to ask because like, give me a chance to jump out of an airplane or do whatever and I'm going for it. But I completely understand where other people come from because when you put so much on the line and there's a lot to lose, of course, there's a lot of fear that goes around that. Yeah. But again, like I'm saying, you have to trust in the higher process. Yes. You have to trust that even if it does all fall apart, if you dedicate your plans to the Lord, if you're putting him first, you really can't fail um, because even what looks like a failure here, the Lord will use to turn into something good. And I do trust that. I do trust that things are connected in a way that I may not see now, but he has a greater plan and just have to put it in his hands yeah. and do my part. That is gold. And I think that really is very valid. Now, Heather, I know that you're a homemaker and you're the more organized one and you probably are <laughs> the less risk taker than Jordan. How do you support how do you support him as the leader? I mean, 
I have known you guys personally, so I have a little bit of a idea how you operate. But your personality as Heather is a little bit different from Jordan. So how do you support that kind of leadership across all spheres again? Yes, yes. I do like stability. But I know that Jordan's walk with the Lord is authentic. And I feel like when God has opened up the doors of opportunity for him, God's opened up the doors of opportunity for me as well. And even for our kids, when we were making the decision to go to South Africa, our kids were an integral part of that. Even when there has been failures and doors have been closed, just to be able to look back and see that was all a part of God's plan to bring us where we are now. I know in whatever comes next, God's in control. Mm -hmm. And I think Jordan is an incredible leader and I trust him and who people see on Sundays, Norbert, as you know, is who he is at home. And so I just know in the end, it's going to be okay. As long as we're just walking in obedience. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that the kind of leadership that you see in every sphere that you guys are leading is the same. Yes. Okay. And I would say our relationship in the way it complements each other, we do our best because we both have blind spots. Like I'm just thinking, there's a lot of things you wouldn't do, but I would naturally do and vice versa. And so we try to understand that and obviously walk in wisdom. But I'll also tell you this funny story is that I took, we took a personality test a few years ago and it came up just saying that like Heather needed what's valuable to her is safety and security. And I essentially had to come to her on my knees and say, I have not given you safety or security since we've been married. Please forgive me. So I've been working on that a little bit more, trying to be a little more stable. But along with that, I think I've seen God move and at work in ways that I wouldn't have had I just stayed Mm. in the same place, you know, when just been in this secure little spot. So Mm. the risk has been really great for me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow. That's, that's actually a very, very, I would also say divine and supernatural wisdom because normally I think it's normal for leaders to assert there's sort of like power and authority. But I think the dynamic that you guys show is very different. The give and take and nobody's above anybody. It's not a power struggle in any sort of form. That's, I think, to me, is very special. And you can see that in, you know, in the kids, in the family, and yeah. Okay, let us talk a little bit about your nonprofit. And you guys have a nonprofit called NOMUC, and you're advocating, you know, just like a zero waste in the life of everything around the life. (laughs) So, Jordan, would you like to tell us a little bit more of the heart behind NOMAC and why do you think people should adapt that kind of thinking? Sure, absolutely. Well, the the history of NOMAC goes back quite a ways. And the, the original like part of it is just really seeking because everybody has mucky parts of their life, right? That's just part of being a human mm-hmm. being. But there needs to be a desire to remove that muck in your life because the Lord wants to make us more like him. And so we have to tap into that. So that's where no muck comes from. But in our journey and where we've been goes to like what you're saying about God doesn't waste anything. We talked about this a little bit with the failure part and how the Lord will use that. But again, I believe every human being that the Lord 
has a purpose and a plan for every human being, every part of their life, that nothing is wasted. Even if it seems insignificant, the Lord has the ability, look throughout the Bible, the Lord has the ability to take the most down and out people and do miraculous things through them. And so we just try to not take that for granted and, and really try to uh, seek out the gold that the Lord has out there in the most un- unlikely places. And Heather, do you think like it's just one aspect of life? Like, is it just being this at a certain area or is it a whole approach? No, I think it's for us, it's the whole approach. Um, we have conversations a lot and, and this is just within our family of just when enough is is enough because it's very different even living in the u.s versus when we were living in south africa so yeah what is enough for a person and i think for our family establishing what is enough for us mm-hmm. and then the nonprofit is really just helping others in other countries and just helping them be able to move forward mm-hmm. in their lives so yeah, yeah. And that concept of like enough, that's just been one that we've wrestled with with quite a while because when you really get down to it, we as human beings need very little. Like what we assume we need often doesn't match up with what we really need. And when you get the right perspective of your life, and especially when you see how other people live in the world and compare it to that, you realize how much luxury and Mm -hmm. and how many gifts the Lord gives to us that are just extra and on top. So if you live your life in a way where you keep that in view, I have changed my attitude of just thankfulness and the Mm -hmm. way I view my life and looking around at everything and not assuming that I'm entitled to it, but that it's all a blessing, every bit of it. And that is huge in in how we walk forward, how we parent our kids, how we do our ministry, how we treat each other. That plays into every part. That's spot on. I think a lot of the world's problem will be solved if people just see it in a thankful, grateful heart. That's not wasteful. I think Mm -hmm. it can solve a lot of problems. Okay, that's that's amazing. Guys, you run a household, you run a nonprofit, and you also minister, not just run, but minister a church. What are the typical challenges that you face together, and how do you handle them? How do you handle these conflicts or issues together, especially when you don't necessarily agree with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say? Yeah, I was just going to say, on top of that, we also, we work together. And I think, and some of it's just age and how long we work together. Mm-hmm. We definitely know what we're strong at as individuals and what we're not. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've just learned to to partner in that really, really well. Yes, I agree. Um, Jordan can have really hard conversations with people and he's great with it. I sleep well at night. Yes. Heather can have the same conversation. Oh, yes. I'd should be ruined. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be up in the night praying because God would be saying, stop worrying, Heather, stop worrying. But, you know, I often have to keep his to-do list and help him stay on oh, track man. and the simple things. Absolutely. So I think... That's really so much of what our marriage has been, even in how we parent. We just, we know each other's strengths and then where one is weak, the other steps in. So, yeah. Mm, that's, that's really amazing. We are almost at the end of our conversation. I've got like, I think I, yeah, I have one more question here on my list. What important leadership lesson 
do you want your children to know by heart? So honestly, this has been a supernatural thing and I don't, I, I don't even remember. I, I know I came, we had a book that touched on I got, it. I, I don't know. I don't even know how conference. the book came in our hands, but yeah, anyway, we have tried to revolve our lives and our parenting and our family and how we around the concept of honor. Yes. We use that word a lot. And I'm not sure that we off, like we as people use it a lot. And I'm not sure we understand what that concept really means and that there's a difference between honor and respect. And how are those different? That's, we could get into a whole nother podcast episode on that sort of thing. Yeah. But when we define honor with our kids and with, uh, is treating people as special, doing more than what's expected and having a good attitude. And so when you live a life that what you're aiming for is trying to out honor one another and out serve one another. We just find that life operates so much better that way. And so we really just try to do that with everybody we come in contact with. And again, are we perfect? And do we make mistakes? hundred percent. Yes. Uh, but we try to correct that quickly and get back to the honor that we really want to get to. So that's really kind of been our, the Lord has given us as our core value yeah. as a family. It's been timeless too. Cause I think we started when the kids were two and it is just as relevant now with the 17 and 18 year old. Yes. So, yeah. Sure. That's right. And I believe it evolves in every year, right? It's sort of like the meaning also changes and it gets, wow, that's absolutely, absolutely agree. Leadership that's enveloped in honor, that's honoring God honors people. Yes. Wow. See what I did there? I tried. Yeah. I wow. You're out. You're out. Yeah. Wow. Great. Wow. Guys. I want to end this episode with giving you guys a chance to just give a practical piece of advice, especially to our listeners who are like maybe like a married couple or, or a family who is leading some sort of ministry or a church or even in their own family as the leaders of the house. What do you think has worked for you and what would you love to encourage them? As far as for the wives or mothers, just realizing that life is about seasons. Mm. You know, I am able to do a lot work-wise now that I wasn't when the kids were little. And I see a lot of young moms struggling. And it is just realizing that everything is a season. And sometimes with your kids or ministry, things will seem harder than another. But, you know, if you just persevere through and just lay it before the Lord, you're going to get through it. And I think too, not rushing the process. We're doing much more in ministry now than at least me, than when the kids were little, because I can now. So just realize capacity's Yeah, change, capacity's right? changed. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. For sure. And from my side, what came to mind for me was we talked about this a little bit throughout the episode, but know yourself well, like mm -hmm. get a proper God perspective, like, and, and you can have some people that you trust speak into that as well to help you see any blind spots, but really do what you can to understand the way the Lord has made you and wired you. We've talked about our personalities being different and be content with all that you are, yeah. like your pluses and your things that maybe aren't as strong and walk forward boldly in that. And then the, what goes with that as well is view other people through God's eyes as well. Yes. Um, and yes. that's going to radically change because how you view people is going to determine how you treat them and how you serve them. Yeah. Um, and so make sure that you have the right set of glasses on when you look at, because it's so easy to see some of the mm -hmm 
stuff, the mucky stuff, right? Yeah. The muck stuff that we talked about on the surface. Yeah. But when you get underneath that and you see what God really has inside of people, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And we love to we love to dig that out whenever we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing your hearts, your experiences, and just your love for people to us, Heather and Jordan. Um, I personally thank you for everything that you have sown into my life. And it's been an absolute honor to journey with you. And how do our listeners get hold of you? Where, where can they find you? How do they get in contact with you? Our Instagram is wide open. That's probably one of the best ways that you can reach us and DM us through that. That's at Media. You can reach us that way. That's probably the best way I'd say. And then we would be happy to help you from there. That'd be great. And you can see pictures of our crazy life from there, from, from all the seasons that we talked about on the show. That'd probably be the best and easiest way to do that. Thank you so much, Heather and Jordan. Guys, please go ahead, go to their Instagram, check their account. These are real people with real faith, real love for Jesus. And, you know, brand building is a journey. Whatever your season you're in, your leadership matters. Leading your organization with honor and seeing people in the perspective of God is the game-changing secret sauce. I'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. Great. See ya.